Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. All right, thank you so much, Matt Embry, for keeping us updated on the U.S. Sidecrafter School Board and certainly spinning the dials and keeping it sounded as good as possible here on this Saturday afternoon. Certainly for you fans uh, in route over here to Michigan City, maybe from the Princess City, Mishawaka, drive safely, buckle up, uh, take your time. We are just getting ready for Game 1, and they have already announced that no matter what, Game 2 will not start until 5 o'clock. So that is certainly good news. Uh, for fans that are planning according and uh, obviously heading over here for the doubleheader today. But keep us locked in. I will hesitate to mention that uh, in my car the signal did fade on 96.1 as we got uh, about a mile or a mile and a half from uh, Paz Road and uh, Michigan City High School. But uh, you can check us out on the app and certainly uh, listen on a demand type. But uh, either way, stay tuned for an exciting day of Indiana Hoosier hysteria on 96 won the ton. Now, starting lineups being introduced down here on the court. Fans have really started to gather. we got a great crowd here at Michigan City High School. The fans continue to trickle in. Chesterton is the visiting team thanks to the draw from the IHSAA. And here's how they will start. They will start at one guard, a 6'3 junior, the aforementioned leading scorer, Tyler Parrish. He wears the number one, averages 20.6 points per game. Also at guard, 6'4 senior, number three, Owen Guest. 6'6 junior, starting forward. 16 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds per contest. Justin Sims rounding out the starting lineup, a pair of seniors for Chesterton High School, and their head coach Mark Urban, Sean Casper, six foot two senior. He will start with six foot five fellow senior Nick Fermanic. So again, Parrish, Guest, Sims, Casper, and Fermanic start for the Trojans. Penn, the home team on the scoreboard, and thanks to the draw from the IHSA, they're in their home. White with the traditional gold and black trim. Joey Garwood, Marcus Burton, Joe Smith, Josh Gatete, and Dylan Durda will start. Durda at six foot eight and senior, averaging five points and five and a half rebounds. He will jump at center, and we are ready for basketball. Greetings to one and all on 96 1 the ton. It's time for Hoosier Hysteria. Opening tip controlled easily by the Chesterton Trojans, and Justin Sims the backcourt, and Tyler Parrish and company will set it up. Just underway from Michigan City as we describe it. Chesterton will go from left to right and or from our near end zone seat to the far side of the court. Top of the circle. Parrish, long range, step back three, launches, misses, rebound checked off and chased down by Joey Garwood. Here comes Marcus Burton and the Kingswood. The state's leading scorer, Burton, shaking, baking, jump pass out center floor to Joe Smith. Penn setting up their offense now against a Chesterton man-to-man. Dribble drive. Looking near side, Garwood goes to Marcus Burton. Step back, fires a high-arcing three ball up off the rim. Softly, no good. Rebound, Gatete saved it, but he stepped out of bounds with it as he tried to save it on the baseline. Turnover against the Kingsman and possession to Chesterton. Both teams opened up in man-to-man, and it looks like uh, both possessions, both teams are just trying to get a feel for each other here in the beginning. 40 seconds in, we are scoreless. Each team with a possession. Now Owen Guest will walk the basketball up the floor off to the hash mark left side. Defended their man-to-man. 
belly to belly by Burton. Burton takes a chop at the pass. Ball gets out to Fermanic, center floor. Fermanic, deep left point. Looks left, goes right. Goes top of the circle now to Guest. Guest center floor again. They'll work it his way. They'll try to deliver it right side. Finds Casper, dribble drive, stops, leads in, kicks it out of the corner. All alone. Sims got away with the travel. Drives strong to the hole, running layup, and good. Sims with a good strong move with the left hand, then went finesse with a little scoop layup, and it's 2-0 Chesterton. From the backcourt, the Kingsman offense with Joe Smith running the point on this play. He works to the right wing, turns, cuts, looks for a 360, bounce pass inside to Burton, double team, goes up for the shot, it is blocked by Fermanic, loose ball rebound to Penn and Burton. Lobs it out center floor, and they'll set it up with Gatete. Now to Marcus Burton. Burton dribbles right side, running high, floater off the glass is good. Marcus Burton puts the Kingsman on the board, and it's tied 2-2 at 6-20. Back the other way, Parrish dribbles in the lane. Ball stolen away by Marcus Burton. Burton one on four, puts on the brakes. Outside, Garwood for three, he'll get it. That's Penn's offense right there in transition, being able to drive and kick. Got a good look for Garwood, and he stuck it. 5-2, Penn, two minutes into our contest. Parrish left side, dribble drive now, Sims. Gets defended by Gatete. Uh, left hash mark to Fermanic. Fermanic tries to dribble entry, but now bobbled the ball, saved the ball, and now they'll reset it left side with Sims. Sims goes hash mark left. Parrish gets a screen, dribbles into the free throw circle. Double team. Now back out with the left hand dribble. 5.40 to play first quarter. Now around a defender, steps in with a Euro step and traveled. Put it in, but the ball will not count. The basket will not count as the travel violation will give the basketball back to the Kingsman. You know, Coach Rhodes has got an advantage having a couple 6'8 guys, and one of them is tremendous at defending on the perimeter. So I think it's probably something that Justin Sims has not seen very often this year, a 6'8 defender that can really guard on the perimeter. Backcourt inbounds to the Kingsman now. Getete with the honors to Marcus Burton. Burton walks it up the floor, across the timeline, goes to the right side now. It is Garwood, top of the circle, Getete. Left side, finds Burton. Defended there by Sean Casper. Well, that's a, that's a Jordan day, isn't it? How'd you like to be Casper? Deep left point now. Gatete, center floor. Bad pass. Snatched away. Parrish coast to coast. Running layup on the steal and score is good. It's 5-4 Penn. So the steal and score, each team is converted on a turnover. I'm sure nerves are a little bit a part of still everybody in this game. Dribble drive. Tyler Parrish running left-handed scoop layup. No good. A little off-balance missed. And the rebound down. To the Trojans, quickly up the floor. Corner right, three ball, launched and missed badly. Rebound put back up by Fermanic, and bodies flying under the basket of the foul. Our vantage point is in the upper deck. We are in a far end zone corner. Right now we are what would be on the Chesterton bench side, directly opposite, diagonal from the Mishawaka cheer block area. It seems like after being at the cave and being in some of the closer... Uh, I guess confines of other gymnasiums, it feels like we're in another area code. Trying to pick up the uh, officials' numbers and some of the foul calls, but that foul was whistled against Penn and Dylan Durda. His first. Couple of free throws for the Trojans makes this a 6-5 Chesterton lead. Certainly in the early going, doesn't look like Chesterton's got any fear of kind of playing in transition with Penn as well. Marcus Burton running, jumping, shooting, scoring on a dribble drive and a pull-up jumper from 12 foot on the right side. And then a whistle to foul. Back up the floor, called on Penn and on Marcus Burton for a pushing foul. Yeah, that's a tough one to pick up a cheap foul like that away from the ball. Oh, 45 feet from the, the ball. Play and 
Uh, that certainly is not somebody that Penn can have sitting on the, ben uh, on the bench in foul trouble today. George Vaharitis, a six foot six senior, subs in for Nick Fermanic. So you only uh, gain one inch, but uh, another senior subbing in for another senior. So certainly a lot of depth and a lot of experience on this Cheston roster. Penn up 7-6, baseline dribble by Parrish with a running floater, put up no rebound, Sims up and in, and he's fouled. And right now that's their third or fourth offensive rebound. They're kind of killing Penn on the glass on the offensive end. And the Trojans with that putback take the lead 8-7 at the 424 mark here in our opening contest. So Justin Sims at the stripe, the Penn foul on Josh Gatete, his first, team's third. Chesterton yet to be whistled for a foul. And the free throw by Sims is good to make it 9-7, Trojans. Up the floor, Marcus Burton against a double team of defenders. Works around one, two, but then the ball pickpocketed. Casper on the steal, step around move, running left hand layup is good. Sean Casper with his fourth point, 11-7, and Al Rhodes will burn a 30-second pen timeout. Yeah, it looked like on that one, Marcus tried to do a little too much, splitting the double team and, and, and put the ball right in front of him, got his pocket picked, and went down for an easy layup for Chesterton. 30-second timeout, 4.05 first quarter, 11-7. Chesterton, we're back in 30 seconds on 96-1 the time. A couple of updates on the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard at South Bend, Washington. Game one of their Class 3A regional. It is all Northwood. The number one Panthers are pounding Lake Station. 42-13 at the end of three. And out at Triton in Bourbon in Class 1A at the end of three. Michigan City Marquette Catholic leads Tri-County 45-36. And up the floor, the Kingsmen set up into their offense. And an immediate defensive reach and foul on Justin Sims. Ryan Watson with me today. Al Rhodes taking the pen timeout. What are your thoughts on his conversation? Oh, I'm sure he's just telling them to settle down. Uh, but I think he probably was letting the team have it a little bit that uh, majority of Chesterton's points have come off offensive rebounds and Penn's two turnovers. Dribble drive into free throw circle. Head fake, body fake, and a shot up and in by Joe Smith. A wide open jumper in the free throw circle. His first points, and it's 9-11 or 11-9, either way you call it. Chesterton with the lead. Center floor is Guest. Owen Guest deep left side. Fine for Hydus. And now out center floor. His pass is deflected, but Parrish chases it down into the Chester backcourt. It was deflected there by Joe Smith, so no over and back. Center floor for Hydus. Ball fakes. Goes left side to Sims. Sims, dribble drive on Gatete. Steps around, running layup, put up no. Rebound tapped up no. Loose ball on the floor, picked up by Chester. Casper, 10 footer, up off the rim, no. Tapped up no, and the rebound by Penn. Collected there by Gatete. Here come the Kingsman. Long baseball pass. Smith fakes, drives, shot put up, blocked away. Rebound in the paint and a foul. That was not a block. That was like a volleyball spike on that rejection on the dribble drive to the basket. Uh, it looks like Chesterton caught a break there. I thought that foul might have been on Sims right there, which it would have been his second foul. Uh, but I think Chesterton caught a break there. Good, good awareness by Dylan Durda. He'll be rewarded with two free throws. The foul against Chesterton on Fermanic. And a free throw. The first of a pair for Dylan Durda is up and good. We'll probably see a few blocks today. Justin Sims has 46 of the season. Josh Gatete for Penn has 44. And the free throw shooter Dylan Durda, not too shabby at 6'8". He's got 29 coming in. Sims is not only six foot six, but he is an outstanding leaper as well, so he plays much bigger than even six foot six. Substitution for the Kingsman, we will see Dominic Bonner, a 6'3 junior, 
who scored eight points in the sectional championship win over Northridge last Monday. He will sub in for Derter, who just hit the two free throws. 11-11 tie, three minutes here in our first quarter. Penn comes back now with their 1-2-2 half-court trap. Difficult for teams to go against Josh Catete at 6-8 out top. And a bounce pass inside right for Sims, stolen away by Burton. Left corner, three ball launch, missed by Garwood, but he's fouled, and he'll go to the line. He was checked off very, very hard by Trojan defender Logan Picorni. Yeah, the the half-court trap uh, did what it's supposed to do for Penn and Coach Rhodes, causing a turnover, got them in transition for another driving kick, and he'll be awarded three free throws. So Picorni picking up a foul just moments after checking into this contest. That was the third foul against the Trojans. Three also whistled so far here, the only going against Penn. 11-11 tied just moments ago, and now a couple of Kingsman free throws have put them in the lead, and now one more here for Joey Garwood. Garwood one, two, and three shots, and he will put his Kingsman team up by a 14-11 count. Penn's going to stay with their 1-2-2 half-court trap. Looks like they're going to be even overly aggressive, about three-quarters court right now in it. Bacorny into the center quarter, a double team, lobs it out to Casper, now back to Bacorny, looking for help, goes left side to Owen Guest. Baseline, dribble drive, good explosive move to the hole on the give to Tyler Parrish. He wasted no time attacking right into the teeth of the Kingsman defense in the lane, and it's 14-13. Trojans have cut within one. Yeah, really nice attack there by Tyler after they threw it over the top of the trap. Dribble drive, right wing, pull up jumper by Marcus Burton in and out of the iron, no good. Rebounded by Justin Sims and Chesterton. They trail by one, 2.05 here in our first quarter from a soon-to-be-packed Michigan City High School. Far left side, outside the lane, Sims jump pass and it overshot his point guard out center floor, Owen Guest, and it rolled harmlessly into the Chesterton bench area for a Chesterton turnover. Substitution, you will see Owen Guest get a breather, and the Trojans will go to the bench and bring George Vahidis back in the lineup. Really good defense, that last possession by Gatete. Sims was driving hard to the basket, cut him off, caused him to throw an errant pass for uh, the fourth turnover by Chesterton in the first half. Gatete, just before the five-second count, gets the inbounds to Garwood. Now center floor to Joe Smith. A minute 45 to go first period. Penn leading by one, 14-13. Marcus Burton, deep right point, looking for a screen. Fakes it right. Now it goes left to the baseline. Kick out. Dribble drive, Garwood takes the pull-up jumper, topside Smith from three, in and out, no. Rebound, pulled down by Bonner, takes it strong to the bucket, up and in. Dominic Bonner with a big offensive rebound, Penn 16, 13 leaders. Penn went with their ball screen offense at last possession instead of some of their clear outs that they do. Used a little bit of clock there for at least by Penn standards, got a good look and a great offensive rebound by Bonner. Tyler Parrish goes center floor with the basketball now. And patiently gets the pen man-to-man defense, sets up the offense. Now in the paint for Corny, takes it to the hole, put it up and in. Nice left-handed move by Corny. That was a superior shot. Just a great drive left-handed, a high-arcing left-handed hook Speaking shot. of left-handed, Marcus Burton takes it left of the lane with a left-handed scoop layup against two defenders. 18-15, Kingsman trade a basket with Cheston, and it's 18-15, Kingsman at 45 seconds first period. Center floor, now it is Parrish, working against the defense of Joe Smith for Penn High School. Kingsman continue the man-to-man, bounce pass, a lazy bounce pass right side, Sean Casper collects it. Now center floor, Parrish again, works for a screen, switch off defensively by Penn, Gatete now picks up Parrish. 
Right corner, Casper, back to Parrish. 23 seconds, Mark Urban now directing traffic from the nearside coach's bench, which is on the far side of the offensive floor. Looked like Chesterton was going to hold for one, but now they're running a high ball screen, maybe going to go right at it. And they are going to take it down the middle of the lane, and Parrish works it against a couple of defenders on each hip, put it up and in, 18-17. Trojans cut it to one with six seconds in the half, or the period, rather. Catete, back court inbounds to Burton, dribbles, heaves up a 35-footer, air ball, no good, rebound, Trojans, a half-court shot put up wide right, and worth the quarter break, Penn leading by one. Eight minutes in the books here in our Class 4, a regional number one from Michigan City High. After one period, Penn 18, Chesterton 17. You're two with Indiana Hoosier Hysteria, powered by Bethel University Athletics on 96-1 the top. We turn the pitch to quarter number two, along with former Mishawaka Boys basketball coach Ryan Watson. I'm Brian Miller. 18 for Penn, 17 for Cheston, and I think the fans are getting their money's worth. Ryan Watson, a great first eight minutes of play. Yeah, very high octane by both teams. Both teams are really shooting it very well. Uh, both would like to cut down some of their turnovers. I had Chesterton for four in that first quarter, and Penn had a couple, which is about right at their average. And off the ball, just as the Trojans are sneaking a pass steal and an interception of a Penn pass, an illegal screen set and was called by the off official way outside away from the play, but Joe Smith gets nailed for his first foul, team's fourth. So common foul inbounds, Chesterton. Vorheides will inbounds it in the backcourt, and now Owen Guest runs it into the forecourt. 18-17, Chesterton trailing by one with the basketball. Deep left side, Casper down on the post. Fermanic back to the basket, turns, tries to work it in on Burton. Now strong move to the hole, ball blocked away, stripped away by Joe Smith in transition. Out to Getete, down to Marcus Burton. He'll drive the lane, put it up too strong out the window. Rebound, it was an absolute melee under the basket and a foul. Yeah, it looked like a lot of contact on Burton's drive, a call that he's you know gotten most of the year hanging in the air with a lot of contact, didn't get it, shot didn't fall. Whistle and foul against Sean Casper, no, check that. I think it was on Gatete, number 23. They have not posted on the board yet. If that is Gatete's foul, that is his second. Inbounds to the Trojans now. Fermanic in the paint. Outside to Verhaitis. Center court again now to Guest. And Chester against the pen. Man-to-man sets it up. Fermanic, deep right point. Tries to work it inside. They'll look to the corner. Owen Guest finds his teammate. Dribble drive by Casper. Kick into the corner. Owen Guest, ball fakes the three. Very patient of the Trojans, although trailing by one. Just underway in the second period, running layup. Good strong by Sean Casper, who used the left hand a moment ago for his first points. This time he goes strong with the right hand. 19-18 Chesterton. Marcus Burton to the right corner. Baseline dribble drive there by Joe Smith. Smith lobs on the give and go intended underneath for Getete. Well read and intercepted by Chesterton. Here come the Trojans. Quickly, Owen Guest into the forecourt. Dribbles to the right point. Steps back, hands it away to Sean Casper. Casper on the wing right side. Back to Owen Guest. Guest with the dribble drive. Picked up by Gatete. Into the left point area. Finds Casper. He'll explode to the basket. Jump pass in the paint. Intercepted by Bonner. Bonner on the push. Outside to Marcus Burton. Burton left wing. Double team. His cross-court pass is intercepted. And a dribble drive layup. And that is a reach and foul on Joey Garwood. And Ryan, that's got to be an intentional foul. He reached down and literally grabbed him around the waist, and that's what the officials are discussing right now. Yeah, it sure looked like. Uh, the NBA, that would have certainly been one of those intentional fouls. They're discussing it right now. It'd be interesting to see what they call. 6.06 till we have. Just a common foul. 
And I think Joe Smith and the Kingsman got away with the break right there. Yeah, uh, a rare errant pass by Marcus there across court. Chesterton's doing a pretty good job, basically double-teaming him when he gets the basketball and looks to drive. 6.06 till the half, 18 for the Kingsman, 19 for Chesterton. They have the lead and the basketball. Tyler Parrish subbed in during that dead ball opportunity. He'll work it up the floor to the right point area. Picked up by Joe Smith defensively. Hands to Fermanic. Fermanic now to Parrish. Parrish works it around to the left side. Had three first quarter baskets for six points. He averages 20 to lead CHS. Fermanic now with the basketball holds it patiently. Chesson very satisfied with making Penn work very long on their defensive sets. Mookie Ward has subbed into the lineup for Penn on that last dead ball as well. Post feed in the paint. Hook shot with a nice soft touch of the rim. Justin Sims gets it to fall and he's fouled. Chesterton's making a concerted effort to get the ball inside, whether off the dribble drive or by trying to hit Sims in the post. That time he was free on the smaller Bonner. Had a nice, easy little turn hook shot for an and one opportunity. Dominic Bonner picking up the foul. That is the seventh on the Kingsman. Timeout taken on the floor by Al Rhodes and the Penn Kingsman. 5.32 to play before half. 21-18 Trojans. We're back in 30 seconds here on 96-1 the ton. Back to Michigan City High School along with Ryan Watson. I'm Brian Miller. It is a chess match between the Kingsman and the Trojans. Penn and Chesterton duking it out right now. 20-5 Chesterton with a 3.21-18 lead and free throws upcoming here for Justin Sims, or rather one free throw. An old-fashioned three-point play is nothing but that for Sims. He's two for two on the afternoon and gives his team a four-point lead at 5.30 before halftime. Yeah, Penn's got to settle down. It's been a few minutes since they've had a basket, a few turnovers and a couple of missed shots, and Chesterton's uh, kind of taking it to the bank on the other end. Mookie Ward hands away to Joe Smith on the reverse. Now step back three, forced up by Joe Smith. No good. Rebound, Marcus Burton. Nobody checked off under the basket. They were really clearing out, but there was a huge gaping hole for Marcus Burton to slither in between defenders and get the offensive board up and in his eighth point. He averages 30.3, and it's 22-20, Chesterton. Just under five minutes here in our third or tri-second quarter of play. Post feed inside, Sims, strong move to the basket, no good. Rebounded by Marcus Burton, falls down with the rebound, but maintained possession, now races up the floor, stops, pops, fadeaway jump shot, softly off the rim and in. Marcus Burton with a very friendly bounce on the visiting rim here at the Wolves' Den. His 10th point, and we're not at 22-22. That's got to be one of the scariest things when you're playing Penn High School is Marcus Burton going full speed at you one-on-one -on -one in the center of the floor. You pretty much are at his mercy. No thanks for Bannock. Post feed down on the block. Left side, Justin Sims, turnaround jumper, put up no good, partially blocked. Rebounded by Penn. Burton steps in the lane, dribble drives, and as he tries to work around with a Euro step on a defender, the Trojan defense and Chesterton head coach Mark Urban begging for the traveling violation. Now the two officials, two of the three on the floor, will whistle a foul on Chesterton. The officials for game number one, as assigned by the IHSAA, Zachary Silwa, Kevin Mikesell, and Kirk Robinson. And believe me, they are going to get have their hands full here today. There's a lot of fast-paced action. Yeah, certainly. It, it would be a tough spot to be in on uh, any time Burton's got the basketball with his quickness to know if it's a, a little reach-in foul, a little bit of a travel, a carry-in. So they do certainly have their hands. 
That foul was on Tyler Parrish, his first. Team's seventh, check that, team's fourth. Penn with seven fouls. Chester with four. 4.05 to go here in our first half. On the inbounds, Joe Smith, deep left point. Post feed to Bonner. In the paint, fakes right, goes left. Forces up the line drive jumper, too strong. Rebound, Sean Casper for Chesterton. Quickly, Tyler Parrish up the floor. In front of the scores, Taylor puts on the brakes now. Double to the top of the circle with the right hand against the defense of Joe Smith for Pam. 22-22 tie. Sims, deep left side for Chesterton. Now to Fermanic. Left wing, they'll switch it to Casper. Reverse skip pass, right corner. Catch and shoot from three. It's good by Perconi. Logan Perconi with a big bucket in the first quarter. A long range three there. 25-22, Chesterton. Bounce pass under the basket. Reverse layup after it was bobbled and put up an in by Dylan Dirt. A great pass by Marcus Burton. It's a 25-24 Chesterton lead now. Yeah, really good find there on the drive when he was double teamed. Left Dirt a wide open underneath. A little bit of a fumble, but good recovery by Dylan. Fermanic center flowing out of Tyler Parrish. Parrish fakes right, goes left, strong to the basket. Running floater in the paint. Put up no. Tapped up the control by Penn. And Trey Miller, who subbed in on the last dead ball. Miller, Burton, left corner. Miller from three. Ribbing too strong. Long rebound out to Perconi for Chesterton. Here come the Trojans leading by one down the middle of the lane running scoop layup Parrish and he's hammered and fouled by a Penn defender in the lane and in the act of shooting. Yeah that's going to be a reach in foul there on Joe at, uh, Smith that should be his second foul as well so a little bit of foul trouble starting to develop for Penn with their eighth, eighth team foul. So Joe Smith picking up foul two as Ryan Watson alluded to here with 246 to play first half. The 26-1 Kingsman winners of 20 games in a row. They're in a first quarter and first half battle with Chesterton, the champions of the Duneland Conference. Of course, Penn, the unbeaten champions of the Northern Indiana Conference. Substitution, George Verheide, 6'6 senior. Subs back in for Mark Urban in his seventh year and the Trojan coaching staff. Second free throw, this one by Parrish. Nothing but net. He goes two for two to make this a three-point Chesterton lead. 27, 24, 240, counting till halftime. Chesterton's size of their guards are giving Penn a little bit of trouble defensively. They're driving to the basket at 6'2", 6'3", uh, for all of their guards against the you know 5'11", Joe Smith. Joe Smith, tough speaking up, steps around his defender, Verheides, and with a good move to the basket up and in right side, his fourth point. 27-26 now, back with a one-point lead is Chester with the basketball. They go left to right. They work into the forecourt now. It is Perconi out to Guest. Guest right side to Sims. Sims with the basketball. Fakes, shakes, bakes, tries to work inside on Bonner. Now slithers around the baseline and works around with his long frame and arms. Pull it up and in. Justin Sims with 10. He averages 16. 29-26. Chester again by three. Top side, Joe Smith. Behind him to Garwood who walked with it. Got the ball, just slightly juggled it, and in the process, travel. Turnover, Penn. Yeah, last possession, Justin Sims just looked like a man among boys there. Took it right from the perimeter, backed him down like an NBA player, turned shot a layup right over Bonner, who's typically a very, very good defender, just outsized. Kingsman stretching out that defense and almost an over and back, and I think Justin got caught a bit by surprise here on this. Sudden trap employed by Penn will burn. 
a timeout. One minute, 40 seconds, 100 seconds remaining in our first half. A 30-second timeout, Chesterton. We will do the same with our score. Chesterton leading Penn 29-26. It's Indiana Hoosier Hysteria on 96-1 the time. Our first final this afternoon on the U.S. Sidecrafters School Board from 1A down at Triton High School. Michigan City Marquette Catholic has defeated Tri-County 60-48. They will advance to semi-state play next Saturday. So after the timeout by the Trojans, Penn switching up their defense again, and the Kingsmen trying to notch it up a bit, trailing by three, and Tyler Parrish dribble drives into the paint, and a reach in there by defender Joe Smith, and that was a gamble by Al Rhodes leaving him on the floor, and Smith called for the reach in foul. All three fouls coming here in period number two. He will sub out, and former Mishawaka caveman Mookie Ward now a Penn Kingsman via the transfer. He subs back in for the Kingsman at a minute 22 here in the first half. Meanwhile, Sean Casper returns for Chesterton. He'll sub in for Logan Picorni. Trojan free throws for Tyler Parrish. He hit two for two moments ago, and he's three for three on the afternoon as he connects on that one. Yeah, Coach Urban does just an outstanding job coaching offensively and defensively. Their shot chart right now is basically they're shooting a three or a layup. They have not taken any 10, 15-foot jump shots at all. Second free throw, nothing but net for Parrish, who averages 20. He has got 10. Substitution, they will sub out Justin Sims at a minute 22 before half. Right now, Chesterton with their largest lead of the afternoon of 31-26. A minute 20 before half, Marcus Burton runs it up the floor from the backcourt into the forecourt, dribbles inside the paint, running jumper at the free throw strike, put it up no good, tap, tap, no, loose ball tap by Garwood, put up no good on the miss. Dominic Bonner just couldn't get it to fall. He had a great look, just couldn't get the bunny to go down, and then a stoppage in play. And do we have a bench warning? Yeah, bench warning there. Not sure what he was upset about. It looked like he was yelling more at his players than he was his, his team. Or, I'm sorry, the officials. Not a technical foul, but a bench warning on Chester, but stops play. So the clock at 101 before half. Now they will reset it, and an inbounds for Chesterton. So after the Kingsman miss, won by Durda. And then the follow-up by Bonner, no good. The Trojans on the attack. They work at left baseline. Soft little mini jumper put up and in by Tyler Parrish. His 12 point, 33-26. Right now, Cheston having their way with the Kingsman. And you can hear the Trojan fans all around us showing their approval. Marcus Burton shakes, bakes, fakes, drives, put it up and in. Great step around move. And Marcus Burton putting the Kingsman on his back. Cut the lead to five. He'll go to the free throw line. Yeah, Chesterton was in a real sagging man-to-man -man there. It didn't matter. Burton got past the front guy. Took it right at the other four. Hung in the air for an and-one opportunity. Foul was on Nick Fermanick. Scoreboard shows him with one. I would have him with two. And the free throw by Marcus Burton. Ben's got to do a better job here defensively. They're trying to steal it a little too much. Last time Bonner tried stealing it, put his team in a bad position. They drove right to the basket playing five on four. Fermanic with it for Chesterton. They lead by four, 19 seconds in the half. Will most likely go for a final shot here before intermission. Center floor for Heidis. Center court to Parrish for under 10 seconds. 
Corhaitis gets a screen for Parrish. Dribbles to the right side. Step back. Long range three. Air ball missed. Rebound by Chesterton, but lost out of bounds under the basket by Owen Guest. And at 1.4 ticks in the half, Penn will have one final stab at a desperation shot here before the break. They trail by four. Backcourt inbound. Dominic Bonner will trigger it. Marcus Burton on the run. Lets it fly way off the mark wide right. And we go to halftime. Our score here in game one of our Class 4A regional doubleheader from Michigan City High School. And a very entertaining first half of game number one as 20-5 Chesterton leads 26-1 Penn. Trojans 33, Kingsman 29 is our score at the break. Stay tuned. Our halftime report just around the corner. We will check scoring and statistics and certainly we'll have some updates on the U.S. Sidecrafters school board with Matt Embry back at our 96-1 The Ton Studios. But it's Indiana Hoosier Hysteria on the radio, today powered by Bethel University Athletics. Of course, this is game one, game two, tipping off right around 5 o'clock on the Eastern Time Zone clock. Mishawaka, the Cavemen and Hammond Central will have it right here as well on 96-1 The Ton. Again at halftime, game number uno. Chesterton 33, Penn 29. Our halftime report coming up next here on 96-1 The Ton. And welcome back as our halftime report continues. Here from 96 won the ton. I'm Brian Miller along with former Mishawaka Boys basketball coach Ryan Watson. Our score in game number one of this Class 4A regional doubleheader at the break. Chesterton, the 25 Trojans, lead the second ranked and 26 and 1 Penn Kingsman, 33 29. It was an 18 17 Penn lead after one. And in our 16 minutes of basketball, we've had Four ties, six lead changes. We've had a couple of interesting runs. Penn a 7-0 run. Chesterton a 9-2 run. All to spell a four-point deficit for Penn or a four-point lead for Chesterton. I guess it depends on what team you're rooting for or how you look at it. Ryan Watson, your thoughts here at the break. Yeah, you know, it, it was very even half. I had uh, Penn with seven turnovers, which when you only average eight, that's, that's quite too many, you know, for the first half. And I had Chesterton with six turnovers. Uh, so Penn was really not able to turn over their opponent like they have all season. I think they got a little bit anxious, took themselves out of position. And Chesterton has some very big guards, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", also handled the ball really well. They were able to get to the rim and finish over the smaller Kingsman guards. Statistically in the first half, scoring-wise, Chesterton with two players in double figures. Justin Sims with four field goals and a couple of free throws for 10. Tyler Parrish, their leading scorer, who averages 20.6, has four field goals and four or four at the free throw line for a dozen. Elsewhere in scoring, four points for Sean Casper, two for Nick Fermanick, and five off the bench for Logan Pocconi with a three-pointer and a two-point field goal. Scoring for Penn, two points off the bench for Dominic Bonner, four for starter Dylan Durda, four for starter Joe Smith, although hanging asterisk next to Smith's total because he committed three fouls in the second quarter. And now a big decision for Al Rhodes, whether you start him and how much he gets to play starting out here in the second half. But Smith at the break, who averages 11, he has four. Other scoring for the Kingsman, six points for Joey Garwood on a three-point basket and three for three at the free throw line. And Marcus Burton, who averages 30 per game and has had double-digit scoring now in 55 consecutive games as he's passed that. He has 13 to the break thanks to six field goals off of two-point land and one-for-one one 
at the free throw line. Any other numbers or stats you'd like to share? Well, neither team missed a free throw, so uh, it's what you would expect in the regional with two very well-coached teams and, you know, two darn pretty good teams. I had Chesterton 8 for 8 and Penn was 6 for 6, so no advantage there for either team, and it looks like whoever has a lead at the end and needs to be fouled is going to be awfully strong at the free throw line. Kingsman, the home team on the scoreboard in their home whites with the black and gold trim. Chesterton on the road, officially thanks to the draw from the IHSAA. They are in their black with the gold trim and a little uh, whisk of maroon right there. Our uniform description brought to you by Kevin Drazier and the team at BSN Sports. BSN Sports supplies uniforms and team apparel for several area high schools. So if your team wants to look good, call Kevin Drazier and the team at BSN Sports at 229 79-99. We turn the page to quarter number three. He's Ryan Watson. I'm Brian Miller. Fasten your seatbelts. One and done for one of these teams. And someone with a win here will advance to next Saturday's semi-state in Class 4A. So the Sweet 16 will be down to the Elite 8 after today's doubleheaders. Alton in possession. Out Chester with the basketball. Parrish, Guest, Casper, Sims, and Fermanic on the floor. The starting 5-4. Chesterton who leads it 33-29. They're very patient in their first offensive set. Casper with it. Center floor to Guest. Pan continues man-to-man defense. Fermanic looks outside, finds Parrish, launches a three and gets it. Boy, what a way to start the second half for Chesterton. They yeah. lead by seven. Penn had a switch and Smith got caught down on the block with with Parrish, and so Gatete had to help, left him wide open on the perimeter for a three. Little dump pass on a good dribble drive, an entry play by Marcus Burton. He handed it with a little shovel pass to Dylan Durder, who got fouled from behind. Please note, in the Penn starting lineup here in this second half, they will go with their starters. Josh Gatete, who had two first-half fouls. Joe Smith, who had three first-half fouls, along with Joey Garwood, Dylan Durda, and, of course, Marcus Burton. So the Chesterton foul on Sean Casper is his second. First of the second half. 36-30 is the first free throw. Finds the bullseye for Dylan Durdom. He's three for three on the afternoon. Make that four for four as he cans the free throw. And the teams stay perfect at the charity strap this afternoon. 36-31. Penn trims the lead from seven to five. We always used to say at halftime, the first three possessions are going to set the tone for the second half. Right now, both teams went down and were able to score on their first possession. Guess to Fermanic. Fermanic swings it right side, post feed in now. Sims ball fakes, puts it up no good. Good defense by Gatete. The miss and the rebound by Durda for Penn. That flex screen's giving Penn all sorts of trouble with Sims getting the ball low on the block. Marcus Burton dribbles to the right point. Ball fakes, get his defender flying by on the block attempt, and he puts it up and in easily. His 15th point, it's 36-33. Kings would have trimmed it now down to three. Center floor, Owen Guest with the left-handed dribble, now works it to the right hash mark area. Defended by Joe Smith. Quick fire pass inside to Justin Sims. Fakes left, goes right on the spin move between new defenders, put it up and in. Sims has got a dozen. He averages 16. Marcus Burton dribbles, drives, fakes the lean-in shot. Put it up, no, rebound Gatete out to Durda. Pull-up jumper is good. A little 12-footer left baseline, his second field goal, and his eighth point. Yeah, real fortunate there. Marcus kind of lost control of the ball, ended up in the hands of Gatete, and a nice quick pass to Durda for a jump shot. Two minutes into our third quarter, jump pass in the corner. Sean Casper catches and shoots, and you can hear the crowd nails a three. And a foul. No, actually, the net gets stuck up. And instead of having to mess with 
any brooms, dustpans, slingshots, or the official trying to shoot the ball. Josh Catene just walked out and reached up and pulled the net down. Oh, what a skill that is. What a skill that is for those of us who are 5'9 and under. Oh, Casper, great shot there off the driving kick. Somebody right in his face, and he stuck that corner three. Chesterton's now two for two from three to start the second half after shooting just 25% in the first half. And they lead it 41-35. Marcus Burton dribbles through the crowd of two defenders, and he gets bumped left and right side by Sean Casper and Nick Fermanick. And let's see who Fermanick will pick up the foul. That's a big one because although the scoreboard shows him for two, I have him for three, but... We will go with my unofficial scoring and the official scoreboard will say that he does have two. And with him still in the game, that would tell us that that is probably accurate. Inbounds Marcus Burton. Touch pass to the corner. Three ball launched and scores! A very friendly rattle off the iron. Straight up in the air and down for Joey Garwood. Garwood with his ninth point. 41-38. Kingsman trimmed it within three. Down inside. Strong move to the basket by Fermanick. And Dylan Durda called for a holding foul in the act of shooting. Fermanick will go to the free throw line. Oh, they're going to say a common foul. Wow. Sure looked like he was in the motion of shooting. I think Penn caught a break there. I think Coach Urban made a, uh, a halftime adjustment to pound the ball inside because every possession thus far, they have pounded inside with a post-entry pass as opposed to some of their drives. George Verheides. Sorry, Ryan. George Verheides has just subbed in. Now the dribble drive on the quick inbounds. Justin Sims takes it to the glass. He's bumped and fouled again by a Penn defender, and they're... You echo the thoughts of taking the ball immediately inside. Kingsman foul on Dylan Durda. He has picked up two very quickly here in the third for his third on the night. And at 5-12 to play third quarter, Chesterton will try to add to their three-point advantage, make it four as the free throw accuracy parade continues. Now, one thing that Penn does not have is a whole lot of size that comes off the bench. So, uh, you know, with Catete with two fouls and now Durda with three, they have to bring in the smaller Bonner, about six foot two off the bench to now defend the larger 6'6 Sims. With the sprout on top of his hair, he looks like he's 6'4", but yes. 5'12 to play into the end zone of the Chesterton faithful with their fingers crossed and waving their magic finger with the spell to find the Justin Sims free throw count. We're at a 43-38 ball game. Five minutes to go, third quarter. Marcus Burton, double-team, top of the circle. Dribbles, drives, pull-up right pointer. That's his patented spot. Bingo. Marcus Burton has got 17. Not much you can do there defensively. That was really sound, solid defense, just a better offensive play. 43-40, Penn trailing by three now, and now Tyler Parrish and Cheston sets the offense. Well, what a duo here. Parrish being defended by Marcus Burton right out top of the key between the rings. Parrish, lots of dribbling. Bounce pass, finds Owen Sims coming to the basketball. Guest, left side, Parrish, inside, good spin move, dribble drive, put up, blocked away, Sims shot put up, rejected away by Josh Catete for Penn. Ball out of bounds to Chesterton at 4-26, third period. Yeah, really good help. It'll be interesting to see, Penn has not played zone very often this year, but Coach Rhodes might look at one of their 2-3 zones uh, with Chesterton pounding it inside right now. And a lazy bounce pass by Owen Guest assumed his teammate Nick Fermanick or possibly Sean Casper was looking, but the ball went helplessly towards the sideline and touched out of bounds before it was saved by a diving attempt by one of the Trojan players. Owen Guest will sub out for Chesterton. They will sub back in. Logan Pacorny's had a really good first half off the bench. 43-40 Chesterton. 
a clear out here for Marcus on the right wing. Burton turning, spinning, dribble drive, kicks it out. Joe Smith bobbles it, catches and shoots. Three ball up, no. Tapped up, no good. Tapped up again and a foul. And I think the foul will be on Marcus Burton for Penn as the Kings would miss a couple of opportunities there. One on the long range three by Joey Garwood. And a rebound tip in that looked like it was for sure going to fall in, but there must be a lid on that basket, and the foul on Penn's Marcus Burton is his second, third on the team in the second half. Yeah, first miss there. Bounce pass, a bad one by Parrish, stolen away. Well read by Joe Smith, the steal and score. Smith with six. Kingsman cut it to one, 43-42. Up the floor, Parrish, hawked by two, Cave, or the Kingsman defenders. Dribble drive, Paris jump pass, Pacorni from three, Remy no, rebound Gatete, pulls it down for Penn. Long baseball pass up the floor, transition running layup, no good. What a great move by Dominic Bonner, faking the side left and driving to the side right with the reverse scoop layup. And in the collision under the basket, Joey Garwood, the 6'3 Penn senior, comes up hobbling just a bit. He's going to walk off what looks to be a right ankle or right leg injury. So yeah, it, knowing Joey, I don't think there's going to be much that's going to take him out of this game short of his leg falling off right now. George Vahidis, who on that last defensive play picked up his second foul. First miss of the afternoon by either team from the free throw line. Bonner gets his second one here and can tie it up. Dominic Bonner with two points off the bench for Penn. Second free throw, nothing but net. His third point makes it 43-43 at three and a half to play third quarter. With Ryan Watson, I'm Brian Miller. Keep us locked in here on 96 with the ton. And, of course, game two, if you're not on your way here to Michigan City, it'll be Mishawaka, the Cavemen, and Hammond Central. Center floor now, Owen Guest with the basketball. Looking right, looking left against Joey Garwood's defense. Gets a screen. Guest works it right side. Top of the circle goes to Tyler Parrish. Right on him defensively is Marcus Burton. Down to three minutes to play third quarter. Right side, Parrish. Picked up defensively by Bonner. Out center floor. Dribble drive. Borheides strong to the bucket. Up and in. Good slicing move by the Chesterton senior. His first points, 45-43 Trojans. Up the floor, Burton steps between a couple defenders. Lost the handle. Loose ball, bounce pass out to Garwood. Running scoop layup is good. That's normally a neighborhood play in the backyard. That was an interesting move by Garwood. Stepped around a defender. Some of us called the Euro step, and Garwood threw it up off the top of the glass. They got a nice soft roll and in. Yeah, if we're playing pig, I wouldn't have been able to repeat that one without uh, defense. I wouldn't have a chance. 45 all, and the reach and foul defensively on the Kingsman. And this will be on Marcus Burton, and that is his third. What does Al Rhodes choose to do? Right now, though, we will see Trey Miller check into the Kingsman lineup. And he's actually subbing in for Josh Catete. I think he's going to trust Marcus. But that first cheap foul that was about 50 feet away from the basketballs. Early uh, first quarter. Yep, is, is maybe the one right now that's haunting him. Owen right inside. back down under the basket with Bonner on him defensively with a hook shot up and in. Justin Sims with 16. That's his average. 47-45 right now. Chesterton is every match for the Kingsman. 2-0-5 and counting third quarter. They'll reverse it to the right side. Dominic Bonner out to Marcus. Dribbles, drives, turns, spins, steps in. Reverse jump pass into the corner. Three ball, left corner, missed, and a foul. Wide open look for Joey Garwood. Couldn't hit the tray. 
And Garwood acknowledges Burton's great pass with a little tip of the cap and a point his direction. And the foul on Chesterton whistled on Logan Picorni. That'll be his second. Each team guilty of four second-half fouls and a substitution pen. We will see Josh Gatete sub back into the lineup. He'll check in for Joey Garwood. He's still hobbling a bit from a moment ago. Inbounds Trey Miller. Catch and shoot three. Well short off the bottom of the rim on the miss. And the rebound down to Chesterton. Up the floor in a minute, 53rd quarters. Tyler Parrish puts in the brakes. Takes the handoff. Now gets the double team right wing. Bounce pass center floor. Goes to Justin Sims. 47-45 Trojans. Trying to upset the 26-1 and number two ranked Kingsman. Chesterton, though, standing tall. Last year's state runner up in 4A at 20-5. Right side. Basket. Dribble drive by Vorheides. Outside to Sims. Explodes the basket. Goes up soft with a touch. Against two defenders up and in. Great, great body control by Justin Sims to give Chesterton the lead of four. 49-45 back the other way. Burton. Dribble drive, his kick out, jump pass deflected, stolen, but then it's stolen back by Burton, takes it to the basket, and he's reached in and fouled defensively. Well, he called that foul on the floor. I can't believe that wasn't in the motion of shooting. And Coach Rhodes is questioning that call as well there, how he wasn't shooting. As is his entire assistant coaching staff. Some off the bench, some not. I don't think I've seen this year where Marcus has not hit a three and the larger guards that they keep throwing at him that are 6'3 and bigger have not allowed him to even get very many of them off. Dylan Guest on that last foul defensively for Chesterton. His first team strip inbounds Kingsman. They work at right side. Now Joe Smith backs up outside the arc, dribbles in the paint. Right point pull-up jumper softly off the rim. Will not fall. Rebound Trey Miller. And the ball knocked out of his hands. Out of bounds. Touch last by the Kingsman. Pen there for the offensive board, something they struggled with in the first half but could hang on to it. So they'll turn it over to the Trojans at 50 seconds to go third quarter in a 49-45 Trojan lead. I look for Chesterton to go right back to Sims again, either with his dribble drive or him with a screen and seal in the post. They're kind of running Jay Wright's old Villanova four out, one under offense. Looking for him in the post. Parrish, center floor. Two for height is out to the right point. Now dribble to the right wing, Tyler Parrish. Working on Gatete, dribbles in the lane, right-handed, floaters up and good. Tyler Parrish, the sixth field goal of the day, 51-45, lead Chesterton back to six. 17 seconds, third quarter. Trojan fans, the Doonlin Conference champions on their feet. Burton, top of the circle, eight seconds, draws the double team, turns, spins, reverse, scoop him is great. Wow, that's all you can say, Burton with 19. Inbounds, Trojans. Half-court heave-ho is well short. We go to the quarter break. Only one time this year has Penn trailed at halftime. I'm not certain if they've trailed after three. Just, just against Ben Davis was the only time that they have trailed leading into the fourth quarter. So. And that was the Kingsman only loss of the season. So it is do or die time. Eight minutes remaining after three-hour score. Game one of this Class 4A Regional from Michigan City High School. After three quarters, Chesterton leading Penn, 51-47. You're in two with Indiana Hoosier Hysteria, powered by Bethlehem University Athletics right here on 96-1 The Talk. We turn the page to quarter number four. It is crunch time. Brought to you by Jay's Crunchers Potato Chips. Along with Ryan Watson, I'm Brian Miller. 
51-47, Chesterton with the lead. Basketball possession to the home team on the scoreboard, the Penn Kingsmen. With a 20-game win streak on the line. Dribble drive, long pass, Burton, baseline left, three ball. Trey Miller connects. Same spot that Garwood had an opportunity earlier and missed. Miller, Miller time, 51 50. Kingsman pulled in by one. Marcus there on that skip pass after his drive. As no. kid couldn't ask for anything more. Fourth quarter, one possession in front of a near capacity crowd here at Michigan City for the regional title. No doubt about it. The winner will advance along with seven other teams in Class 4A to next week's semi state doubleheaders. A new format this year from the IHSAA. Just underway in period four. 51 50. Down on the block. Fermatic back to the basket. Fakes it in, fakes it out, kicks it out and out of Guest. Guest dribbles out and will set up the offense one more time now for Chesterton. They lead it by one. We're a minute into this fourth quarter. Seven minutes to play in regulation. Marcus Burton reaches in, almost tied up Guest. Trojan fans wanted a foul and certainly did Mark Urban, head coach for the Trojans. Baseline right. Fermanic in the paint, kicks it out and out of Guest. Guest against Marcus Burton defensively. Number three against number three on their uniforms. Dribble drive, guest left side, looking at, goes outside right wing to Fermanic. Nobody near the basket, everybody out at the hash marker beyond at the free throw circle. Fermanic, as Penn's defense is pushing Cheston back further and further. Trey Miller, right on the hip of the dribbler, Sean Casper, and good defense by Penn, forced a Cheston turnover. Yeah, great pressure, they had them pushed out right near the half court line, most of their possession. Finally, the pressure got to him, and they threw it away. It was ironic that Cheston kept staying away from the basket, away from the basket, away from the basket, and things kind of got clogged up out from the top of the free throw line to the midcourt strike. Burton will have to be careful. He got a little handsy that last time, maybe got away with a little bit of a hand check on a couple. Speaking of Burton, he gets a handoff from Gatete, drives the lane, puts the shoulder down, puts the basket up and in, and an offensive player control foul on Marcus Burton. Nick Fermanic set up camp. Burton cannot believe it, and the Kingswood fans right now in disbelief as their Mr. Basketball candidate just picked up his fourth foul with 6.09 to play, trailing by one. Yeah, critical call there. I think it was 50-50 call. Really could have gone either way. Substitution, George Rohides, 6'6 senior, subs in for fellow senior Nick Fermanic for Chesterton High School, who leading by one, 51-50. Mark is going to have to be smart here with, with four fouls. They can just not, not afford to have him not in at the end of this basketball game. Sean Casper to Tyler Parrish. Parrish jump past to Verheides, top of the circle, defended by Gatete. Looking left, going right. Reverses it to the left side. Now it is Owen Guest. Guest defended there by Marcus Burton, but Burton with a little more space between he and the dribbler. Now Parrish, he'll take it strong to the hole. Running shot put up, blocked by Gatete. Rebound, Marcus Burton. Now that's to Bonner in transition, running scoop layup. No good. Bit of the act of shooting right under the basket. Parrish, or check that Bonner rather, is fouled. Just terrific help again by Josh Gatete. He's pens off. Uh, best off the ball defender just is always in the right spot and at 6'8 really changed that shot by Parrish. Great outlet by Marcus there getting two free throws for Penn. Dominic Bonner one of two this afternoon at the free throw line. He missed his first. Hit his second and now hit his third. The front end of two opportunities. After that foul on Chesterton's Sean Casper. His third team sixth. Penn guilty of five second half fouls so far. 
And the second free throw by Dominic Bonner gives him his fifth point of the afternoon. And a timeout taken by Mark Urban and the Chesterton Trojans. Or correction by Al Rhodes and the Penn Kingsman. 5.40 to play fourth quarter. Penn has regained the lead, their first lead in a while. 52-51, timeout on the floor. We're back after this on 96-1 the ton. Back to the Wolves' den along with Ryan Watson. I'm Brian Miller. A couple of updates on the U.S. Signcrafters scoreboard. At halftime down at North Judson, the host San Pierre Blue Jays. North Judson leading Lewis Cass, 22-15. That Lewis Cass club actually coached by former Jimtown Jimmy standout Kyle Johnson, who was on their state championship team in 2004. And also an earlier final over at Southland Washington. No contest in this one. In the opener, number one, Northwood blows out Lake Station by a 72-35 count. Here we've got a nail-biter. Crunch time. 52-51. Penn. goes into their 2-3 zone here, maybe to protect Marcus a little bit with his four fouls. Interesting move by Coach. Five and a half minutes to play. Trojans work it left side. Guest reverse skip lob pass to Casper from three. Lots it fly. Put it up. No. Rebounded by Joe Smith. Kingsman in transition, running the forecourt. Smith falls down. There was a collision between Parrish and Parrish with the steal and dunks it. Penn bench is like, where's the foul? But Joe Smith on the floor could only watch Parrish go slam dunk it to give the Trojans back the lead. 53-52 at five minutes to play back the other way. Marcus Burton kisses it off the glass for his 21st point. 54-53, Penn. 4.44 to play in the fourth quarter. The fours are wild. And four teams are certainly getting to see some great basketball here in game one of this doubleheader. Game two coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern time. Mishawaka and Hammond Central. Center floor now. Owen Guest, deep left point. Goes center floor to Sims. Again, Chesterton spread the floor. And as Chesterton had to figure out that Penn zone on one possession, Penn back to the man-to-man -man on this possession. Yeah, just stayed with it for one possession. I think they feel more comfortable doing what they do, just playing man-to-man, -man, good pressure defense. Parrish works right side, tries to dribble entry on Joe Smith, runs to the lane, put it up, no. Rebounded the paint, put back up by Berheides, no good. Rebounded by Penn, Joey Garwood out of the crowd, steals it, and then he's reached it and fouled by the Trojans. Yeah, what a battle right there on the boards by the smaller Garwood. Just kind of took it right away from Sims there. And it's very uncharacteristic of today's action because Chesterton has not missed many shots, let alone any shots that close to the basket. Looks like Chesterton's going to put on a little bit of a full-court press for the first time this evening as well. At 4.01 to play here in the fourth quarter, now we'll have a conversation amongst a couple of the men in stripes. Again, our Game 1 officials, as assigned by the Indiana High School Athletic Association, Zach Silva, Kevin Mike Sell, and Kirk Robinson. And each of these tournaments also have an alternate official. That would be Mark LeBeau. So the discussion was that instead of the ball falling out of bounds, there actually ended up being a foul called, which works out to Penn's benefit since they're in the bonus now, and Garwood's got a one-on-one. -one. That foul was on Chesterton's Tyler Parrish, his second. Seventh on the Trojans, so free throw opportunities here for Joey Garwood, who's three of three and now four of four today. Brian, you and I were just discussing there at the timeout. It, it, it sort of feels like Penn's down seven or eight by the flow of the game, but with this free throw, now they're up three. Two for two on that trip by Joey Garwood, the 6'3 Kingsman senior. 
for the Trojans, 56 for the Kingsman. So Chester with the basketball down by three at four minutes to play. Back to a 2-3 zone, this possession to change it up. Maybe have Chester, Tim, work a little bit of clock. Outside, Casper feeds inside. Good, quick spin move, put up, no good by Sims. Rebound, weak side by Morhaitis, and a foul on the Kingsman. Uh, it's going to be a reach-in foul by Garwood. Really ended up being okay. He was close enough to the basket. Turn and shoot, and they're not into the bonus yet. Joey Garwood's first, team's sixth. So common foul inbounds. Chesterton with 3.40 to play, trailing by three, 56-53. Deep right wing, Tyler Paris. Center floor to Owen Guest. Guest draws the double team. Goes left corner to Casper. Reverse skip pass out to Guest. Guest center floor to Parrish now. Defended in a double team. For Hydus, left corner. Casper pounds a bounce pass on the floor. Guest kicks it out. Parrish from three. Bingo! Great ball movement there by Chesterton. About four reversals. Great skip pass out of the short corner to their best shooter. And Tyler Parrish puts this into a 56 all tie and a timeout of 32nd TO taken by Chesterton. 56 all, 318 to play fourth quarter. We're back in 30 seconds on 96 1 the ton. Along with former Mishawaka basketball standout and coach Ryan Watson, I'm Brian Miller. You know, you got, you're got you getting your broadcast debut together with you and I here today at Michigan City. I started my first broadcast debut on the opposite corner in the same gym, 1983. Did you have any more hair back then? Oh, I had a lot more a hair more? and a lot less of this in the midsection, yeah. let me tell you. Th things really have not evened out over the years. Last time I was on this court, it was coaching, and I might have been 25 pounds lighter, so well, well, welcome, Welcome to uh, the world of adulthood, I guess. So after the timeout, 3-10 in the fourth quarter. Let's say regulation, 56, 56, Penn basketball. Marcus Burton with it. Ashmark left side to Dominic Bonner. Swings it out in the perimeter to Joe Smith. Top side to Gatete. Sets a screen. Dribble drive to the basket. Joey Gardwood with a good finesse movement around the defender. Up and good. Yeah, really good rip baseline out of Penn's ball screen offense where uh, you know, all the defenders were high and great finish by Joe. Garwood with 15, he averages just under 12. 58-56 pin, 2.40 to play. Center floor, handoff, Tyler Parrish explodes to the basket. Running floater, put up right-handed, missed. Ball, pinballs in the air, but rebounded by Chesterton. Parrish Sims really wants it in the post. He's fighting hard, that should be Penn basketball. And I'm not sure why they haven't got Sims the basketball. He was unstoppable in the third quarter. He looks like he's getting a little bit frustrated. I think Chesterton's missed him a couple times where he's ducked in, had Bonner on his back with, with no hope in stopping him, but that's to Penn's favor right now. 58-56, Kingsman 2-20 to play in regulation. Joe Smith walks it up from the backcourt to the forecourt as Penn goes left to right and or near backcourt to far backcourt. Up the floor, Tyler Parrish will pick up his defensive counterpart, Joey Garwood. Now center floor, Marcus Burton defended by Casper. Burton fakes right, goes left into the paint, pulls up, running jumper, put up, <laughs> and a collision under the basket and a blocking foul called on the Trojans. Yeah, Penn went with their spread offense there. Chesterton chose to continue to pressure and let Burton again right in the middle with no help defense. Nick Fermanick for Chesterton picking up foul number three. They're eighth as a team in the second half. We are one tick shy of two minutes, 159 in regulation, and the Marcus Burton free throw just his second of the day is up and good. Burton with 22 according to our numbers. 
will fire one more, another Bennett. Three. I've got Penn now 15 out of 16 from the foul line. And they lead it by four with just under two minutes to play. 60 to 56 Penn. Center floor, Owen Guest. Center court to Sean Casper. They'll work it left side. Dribble drive and driving the basket underneath. Justin Sims, who was begging for the ball the last three possessions, dribbled it off his foot out of bounds. Yeah, great defense there by Dominic Bonner. Cut him off going baseline, just a, a missed dribble there by, by Justin Sims. Down to a minute 44 to go. Backcourt inbounds, Joe Smith, double team, gets it to Gatete. Gatete, long bounce pass, leads Smith, fakes it under the basket, finds Garwood, double team, good headsy move, fake the shot, gets it out to Marcus, dribble drive for Burton up and good. Burton with 25. A lot of teams would pull it out there, but with Burton shooting an eight footer, I think Coach Rhodes will take that every time. Dribble drive, three ball launched by Tyler Parrish. This ball was three fourths of the way down, rattled in and out, no good, and a rebounding foul on Chesterton. Mark Urban is beside himself. I'm not sure if they called a foul or if they're just calling it went out of bounds, I think, off Chesterton. But either way, Penn basketball, Chesterton now in a full-court press. Al Rhodes trying to get a timeout, but instead no official sees him in the inbounds to the Kingsman now. Bonner in the backcourt, and Al Rhodes screaming at the official on the near side. Finally gets their attention and gets the timeout, a full timeout for Penn. We are down to one minute and 15 seconds in regulation. Penn has opened up a lead of six. 62-56 our score. We'll be back after this timeout. You're in two with Indiana Hoosier Hysteria, powered by Belfield University Athletics, here on 96-1 the time. We are at crunch time, fourth quarter with under two minutes to go. Jay's Crutchers potato chips. You can add some real crutch to your next party. Pick up a bag of Jay's Crutchers, your favorite local grocery store. Tonight's game also brought to you in part by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. If you're in the market to buy, sell, or refinance your home, give Kevin Putz a call at First Midwest Mortgage, 287-1152. With oh, Ryan Watson, go. I'm Brian Miller. Here we go. It's right. One minute, six-point game with, you know, your, your seniors on the court. I don't know if Penn could ask for anything more. Getete, Bonner. Along with Smith, now a long pass under the basket to Garwood. They'll spread the floor outside of Marcus Burton. 104 to play, now Burton fakes it out, drives it in, put it up and good, and a foul. What a luxury to have somebody with his skill and talent on that call. Looks like they're discussing possibly even intentional on that grab on Burton. So Burton dribble drive will give Penn the lead of eight. This is their biggest of the afternoon. I didn't see it as anything intentional. I think they were just trying to foul him on the way to the basket, but one heck of a play again where most teams with a six-point lead are going to pull it out when you have somebody with this caliber. And they did call intentional, yes. And Mark Urban, seventh-year head coach at Chester, immediately heads to the scores table asking, what did you call? Yeah, I've seen, you know, Chesterton play and, and Coach Urban enough times, and he's not ever a demonstrative coach on the sideline, but this one he is really questioning. Nick Fermanic called for the foul, an intentional foul on Chesterton. Will count the basket and send Marcus Burton to the free throw line with a cleared out lane. Makes this now a 65-56 ball game. And another free throw will make this a 10-point ball game just like that. 
And the most important thing of it is after the and, well, I guess a four-point swing there, they also get the ball back out of bounds now with a 10-point lead. With could, one be a six, could be a six or seven-point uh, swing right here based on a six or seven-point possession. Inbounds quickly to Joey Garwood. They just beat the clock, put it up and in. Lead of 12 for Penn with 50 seconds to play. Center floor, Parrish dribbles, drives, really running. Scoop layup is good. Good strong move to the basket by Tyler Parrish and Mark Urban is forced to burn a Chesterton timeout. So 45 seconds to go, a 30 second time. We're gonna keep it right here. Well, the way Penn's shooting free throws right now, you gotta feel good if you're Coach Rhodes to get the ball into the hands of your good free throw shooters. Really, there's only one miss on the entire night. Eight for eight here in the fourth quarter. So you pick your poison if you're Chesterton right now, but I look to Penn get the ball in the hands of Burton and Smith, their best two free throw shooters here off their press. What a ball game though. 68-58 right now is our score, but we entered this fourth quarter with Chesterton leading by four, 51 to 47. So Penn has outscored the Trojans so far here in this fourth quarter by a count of 21 to seven. I'm wow. looking back, I am not sure that Penn has missed a shot this quarter. They've gotten some free throws, but they have hit some key buckets here. And Mark Urban, after sending his team back out after the timeout, certainly questioning or having a very direct conversation with one of the officials, probably discussing that intentional foul that was whistled against Nick Fermanick that counted the basket, gave Penn two free throws and possession that resulted in a two-point bucket for Joey Garwood on the inbounds. I look what Al's doing here, Coach Rhodes. He's got Burton at half court, so good luck trying to stop him when he's 40-some feet from the ball. Off the ball, a huge collision as Joe Smith ran over literally Owen Guest. And it took an extra half a second or so before the whistle blew after the contact. But the clock stops at 44 seconds. And it will be a Chesterton foul on Owen Guest. You know, this is something that might go unnoticed here in the second half, but you got to give some credit to Joe Smith starting the quarter with three fouls and playing the entire second half without getting himself into any further foul trouble. Key moment having a senior four-year starter on the floor for you for the entire fourth quarter like that. And on that Chesterton foul, two more free throws from Marcus Burke and make it 70-58, to 58, 40 seconds. Up the floor, dribble drive, stepping out to Elder Parrish, who ran into one of the Penn defenders, pushed off, stepped back, missed the three, and then a rebound pen and another foul. This has completely come unrivaled for the Trojans, who felt like going into this fourth quarter, leading Penn by four, they were in the driver's seat. Penn's done this to so many really, really good teams all year where you feel like you have played a tremendous basketball game. And Marcus Burton just finds a way to take over. You look up the scoreboard, next thing you know, you're down five, seven, nine points. Right now, they find themselves down 13. Trojans are going to clear the bench right now with 35 seconds to go. Josh Davis, a 5'10 sophomore, will sub in. Caden Schneider, a 6'6 freshman, will sub in. Colin Fladeland, a 6'2 sophomore, will check in. Cole Snyder, a 5'10 senior, will sub in. And Marcus Burton will have yet one more free throw. I tell you, if you're in the region, 
Uh, Chesterton's going to be hard to handle again next year, returning both Tyler Paris and Justin Sims to the entire Northern Indiana's better basketball players are both juniors. Burton misses the second free throw, just the second pen miss of the day, and a mid-court though, a steal by Marcus Burton, ball taken away by Josh Davis and taken right down the lane and put up and in, and now there is some very ill words being shared between Marcus Burton and Chesterton substitute. Marks has got to be careful here. Nathan Nix. If the technical was on him, that's his fifth foul, but if he doesn't want to get a second one, he have to sit out the next game. That would be a disaster. Coach and Rhodes actually, Al Rhodes says, let's not mess around. 18 seconds to go. Penn substitution. Marcus Burton checks out. Got really no need for any. Kingsman you know, bring Mookie Ward back into the lineup. And the foul was whistled on, actually on Marcus Burton, and that is his fifth. So he does foul out of this game with 18 seconds to go. Yeah, he must have said something to the uh, Chesterton player that he had stolen the ball from after he had his dunk. And the Zebra was quick to give him a technical on that one. Cole Snyder at the free throw line has just subbed into this game. Will step to the free throw line and put the free throw up and in. 18 seconds to go. Again, this was a 51-47 game at the end of three. And Penn has completely dominated this eight-minute fourth quarter run to lead it currently 73-60. Now a Penn substitution. Sophomore guard Ethan Good will check in for senior Joe Smith. And the Trojans will sub Logan Pocorny back in for Coral Snyder. I've got Penn an incredible 21 out of 22 from the foul line here tonight. I mean, that's right now that's the difference in the second half. Pocorny out center floor. Chester just works it against the 1-2-2 zone by Penn. Six seconds, five seconds. Pocorny goes right hash mark. Chester just going to hold the basketball. And that is going to do it. The Penn Kingsman with an impressive champion-like fourth quarter effort come from behind to defeat the Chesterton Trojans and gain some revenge from last year's regional championship loss to the Trojans. Penn wins it in a convincing fashion in the fourth quarter surge. 73-60, the final score. So the Kingsmen get their 21st straight win. They advance and will play next Saturday in a Class 4A semi-state game and site to be determined tomorrow by draw from the IHSAA, but the fans of the black and gold back at Osceola and Mishawaka can breathe a sigh of relief after finding themselves trailing for much of the middle quarters of today's contest. Come from behind to win it, 73-60 the final score. Stay tuned, our post-game report is just around the corner. We'll recap scoring and statistics and we'll get you a rundown on things here for this game one. And we'll transition into our Game 2 coverage with our Countdown to Championship Between Games edition when we will talk Mishawaka and Hammond Central. That game will be set to tip off at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 o'clock here locally in the Central Time Zone as Hammond Central. The Wolves will take on your Mishawaka Cayman. We'll have it, of course, right here on the radio at 96-1 the top. Again, our final score in Game number 1, Penn 73 Pan over Chester 7360. We're back after this on 961 the top.
along with Ryan Watson. I'm Brian Miller. Welcome back and welcome to our Game 1 post-game edition of Indiana Hoosier Hysteria here on 96-1 The Ton. Today's action brought to you in part by Bethel University Athletics, by Ron's Great Pro Automotive, by Bonnie Dune Drive-In, and by our good friend, financial advisor, Ryan Watson of Edward Jones of Osceola. I have the pleasure of sitting next to him, and he is uh, filling in for Ron Heklinski today with our play-by-play coverage. And my friend, we didn't have to pay admission, but if we would have had to have paid, we would have not shed any tears. It was worth the price of admission. 73-60, Penn over Chesterton. But that does not at all indicate that final score does not at all indicate how close this basketball game was. It was right down to the end. No, it was one heck of an entertaining basketball game, not only maybe as a Penn Kingsman fan, but certainly just a basketball fan in general. Both teams played really well, played really hard. And, you know, I think at the end, uh, when you have a Division One basketball player on the floor that can handle the ball the way he can and finish, that was the difference in the ball game. Kingsman led by one after one, 18-17. Chesterton then with a strong second quarter, in particular from Justin Sims and Tyler Parrish. There were two leading scores at 20 and 16 points, respectively. Parrish with 20, Sims with 16 points and seven and a half rebounds. Folks, they are just juniors. But a strong second quarter for the Trojans gave Chesterton a lead of 33-29 at halftime. I know we talked a little bit uh, at our halftime break, but your thoughts on maybe some of the adjustments the two teams made and then uh, thoughts as they went into the third quarter because really Chesterton didn't miss a beat as they went to the third quarter. The fourth quarter is where things come unraveled. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I think the third quarter they made a concerted effort to get the basketball inside to Justin Sims, and Penn had no answer. Nerd had gotten foul trouble right away. Dominic Bonner was playing as hard as he could, but really had no answer for about a four or five inch taller, very athletic, strong forward that was able to post up like that. So fourth quarter, uh, you know what, simply I think Penn just, them jumping into a 2-3 zone just albeit for about two or three possessions, I think surprised Chesterton a little bit, took them out of their rhythm of pounding it inside. And then uh, Penn just finished it off phenomenally from the free throw line, finishing 15 out of 16 in the second half. 10 of, 10 of 11 in the fourth quarter alone. That yeah. will certainly ice victories for you. So 73-60 the final score. So Penn will advance to next Saturday's semi-state. And where and who they will play is yet to be determined. That draw will happen tomorrow with the IHSL the IHSAA sometime uh, uh, right around 1 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. One of the four sites that Penn could be heading to would be either back here to the Wolves Den at Michigan City, possibly Elkhart Northside Gym, which is just a short short stroll from the Penn Palace, and all their possibilities are Logansport or Lafayette Jefferson High School. But again, that will determine. So each of those sites will be the site in the north for a semi-state. And what will happen is they'll have two 4-8 games in the morning and a 4-8 championship at night. So you'll have 1-A at one location, 2-A at another, 3-A and 4-A at each separate locations. But all those will be determined tomorrow. And I'm not sure what the criteria is as far as who's going where or who's hosting uh, which which class or whatever. Uh, I'm not privy to those inside uh, conference room conversations, but... 
I will tell you that uh, it will be very interesting to see who they send where based on travel distances because certainly if you're looking exclusively at travel and trying to save on travel, Penn would go to Northside Gym. But yeah, if Mishawaka plays here and wins, you know, they could go to Northside Gym. But again, Penn and Mishawaka, if Penn, or rather if Mishawaka wins game two, could be paired up in game one, or they could be in opposite brackets and play. Would that be unbelievable for a semi-state championship? I think that happened back in like 1991 in football, if memory serves. But it's been a long, long time, no doubt. But Penn wins his first one, 73-60. I hate the waiting. I hate the the lack of knowing for sure where to tell our fans where and when each of these teams are going to play, but welcome to the new format, I guess. Yeah, I I have a hard time believing that they're going to stick that semi-state back in Michigan City, especially if Mishawaka pulls out this second game. There's nobody left from the region. So you're looking at the winner of this game, Penn. If you go by kind of uh, what would be expected, Kokomo and probably more than likely Noblesville is favored in theirs. Uh, that is going to be one heck of a semi-state. I can't imagine them having all those teams travel all the way up to Michigan City. It feels to me that Elkhart would be the, the best landing spot, especially if it's Mishawaka and Penn. Uh, but we will wait and see. I don't know if the IHSA is uh, – I'm sure they're looking at travel and, and distance. And Maybe they're tuned into us right now and writing all this down. Yes, if Paul Knight is <laughs> listening, we, you know, the Penn fans would like to have it held at Elkhart's historic Northside Gym. And we would love to broadcast from Elkhart's Northside Gym. And, yes, the winners here will uh, be paired up with teams that win and advance today at Logansport. And as Ryan mentioned, Fort Wayne Wayne, after winning their first sectional uh, since the 70s, Coming out of the Summit City against the Noblesville Millers. Boy, I, I like the sound of that. And then the Kokomo K-Cats, the Wildcats, and Fort Wayne North is the other game in that doubleheader. But certainly Matt Embry will keep us updated on those scores and many, many others throughout the day on the U.S. Signcrafter scoreboard. In fact, we will have an update coming up here in just a few moments. But game number one this afternoon, Penn has defeated Chesterton 73-60. to We will take a timeout. When we come back, we will recap the statistical side of today's first game as Penn advances and improves to 27-1. Of course, we'll also uh, we'll be winding our way into our pregame festivities and our pregame show programming for the upcoming Mishawaka Cavemen and Hammond Central Wolves contest. That will be tipping off in about an hour and 27 minutes right back here at the Wolves' Den. And in between games, we have some great conversations lined up to entertain the fans on their way over here as I have a conversation with Coach Ron Heklinski, of course, our broadcast partner for much of the season here on 96.1. Coach Heklinski on the road with family today, but certainly sharing his thoughts as we got together yesterday. Actually, in the, in the uh, crow's nest at the cave during the midday hours during his lunchtime at uh, Mishawaka High School talk some basketball. We will replay that interview with Coach Ron Heklinski. We will also share an interview with Maddox Shohi, also Darren Pritchett and his son Cooper Pritchett, an interesting one-on-one uh, -on -one there. We will also visit with longtime Mishawaka assistant Steve Sheltraw and much, much more all coming up between games and certainly in our pregame show we'll visit with Mishawaka head basketball coach Bodie Bender as the cavemen get ready for battle in the first ever meeting between Mishawaka and the Hammond Central Wolves. All that and more just around the corner but first a timeout. We'll come back to recap game one statistics with Penn winning over Chester in 73-60. You're two with Indiana Hoosier Hysteria, powered by Bethel University Athletics on 96.1 The Talk.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 